it's if you participate. So it's always a joy to share with you guys whenever Tom asks. Um, but first, before I start, many of you know my brother Steve Grimm. He comes out about every month. He lives in Oklahoma. Um, and I told him because they watch this live stream every every week. Um, and whenever they see Randy on stage, there's Cousin Randy. Um, and so I told him, Kanan, if you're watching, I'd give you a shout out. Thank you for watching from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. And uh, it's, it's fun to have him live streaming. So how many of you are Stony Brook kids? One, two, three. All right. I have my first questions for you guys. Tom wanted me to talk on love because he's going through the fruit of the spirit. So he just gave me the big one. Um, and I'll let him, I'm kind of going to talk about love. I'm really going to talk about our theme verse at Stony Brook this year. And for those of you that don't know, um, I'm a long-term member, time member at Coast Bible Church, but I also happen to be the principal at Stony Brook Christian School. So I kind of wear multiple hats. People tease me that I live here and it's, it's almost true. Um, but we have a theme, we have a theme verse every year. And our theme verse this year happens to be, who wants the first Snickers? What's our, th- you gotta come up and say it though. Oh shoot, it's on the screen. Alright. <laughs> What's our theme verse this year? Oh, you can look. Cheating's okay. Alice, what's our theme verse this year? Okay, good. Thanks for being there for me. I was I was getting over here. Here, you tried. All right. Have you guys memorized it yet? Yeah, okay. John thirteen, thirty-four, and thirty-five. A new command I give you to love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this they will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So there's love in that verse, right? So this counts as talking about love. If you have your Bibles, I encourage you to open up to John 13, um, because this particular passage, these two verses are kind of towards the end of the chapter, but it's kind of odd how he just throws it in here. Uh, That chapter starts with Jesus washing the disciples' feet and really giving them an example of how to love one another by humbling himself and serving. He goes on, he's going to predict, um, he's going to predict Judas's betrayal, that one of you are going to betray me. Then he's going to talk about him having to leave and go away. And then he throws in, oh, by the way, I have a new command for you, to love one another as I have loved you. And then right afterwards, he's going to talk about going away again. Peter's going to say, no, you can't go away. I'm going to come with you. He says, oh, yeah, by the way, you're going to what? Deny me. <laughs> Um, so it's just kind of interesting. These two verses are, that's it. All before and after talking about betrayal and denying and, and the example Jesus has of washing his feet. So he says, a new command I give you to love one another as I have loved you. So if you are in junior high or high school, and if you don't answer an adult, what's new about this command? Oh, boy. I'm going to sing later, but you got to wait for that. 
What's new about this command? Does this sound like an old command? It does. What's the, what's the other command you're used to hearing? Okay. No, it's all right. It sounds, by the way, whenever I talk, it's always audience participation. <laughs> That's the teacher in me. What's that? Yeah, love your neighbor as yourself. But this says, love one another. What's the twist? As I have loved you, Jesus set the example. Um, and his love, as we're going to find out, is a sacrificial. It's um, it's a deep, it's a never-ending, it's that hesed love. If you've ever studied the Bible and you've read passages over and over again, then all of a sudden something just jumps out at you. Has that ever happened to you? Like something just strikes you like brand new. When I was studying this passage, that happened to me um, this summer as I was getting ready for this year's theme verse. So we're going to kind of talk about loving one another, but I'm going to go off on a rabbit trail because I think it really hits home to our culture today and what's really important. And we'll come back to love at the end. Uh, but one of these words up here, and if you're a Stony Brook staff member, you can't say it. One of these words up here just really hit me different. So if we can go to the next slide, it's this word, Amos. That is one of the words in John 13, 34, and 35. Any guesses what word that is? Love? Nope, that's not the word for love. I should be talking about love this morning, but I'm not going to. All right. No, no, you probably know, so I'm not going to ask you. I'll come back to you, though. Remind me to come back to you. You're wearing a Dodger shirt. That's not allowed here. All right. While you're trying to figure out what this word is, I'm going to take a little rabbit trail and tell you what I did this summer and talk about my family. Can I do that? All right. So next slide. Dodger fan. I'm a Padre fan, and today's my last day of the season. Yes. All that money to end today. Dodger fan. I'm going to pick on my daughter, Lexi, today. So most of these slides are going to be about Lexi. So this was July 4th, and she wanted to... No, it wasn't. This was... It was... It was for her... This was June 29th. This was her birthday. July 29th, I mean. Gosh, I'm glad she's not here. <laughs> it was July 29th. We went to the Padre game. We sat in the nosebleeds. That's like the very back, you know, um, cheap seats. Um, because we're Padre fans. You still love me, right? That's part of this first, loving one another. We could all have different backgrounds and still love each other. Um, so it's fun to do that as a family. Next slide. We went to Palm Desert this summer. I don't know why we go when it's 115, but we did. And of course, you know, Lexi and Randy want to go golfing. Um, and so that's me just <laughs> charging along with the, the you know, the, the rag that's all wet. Oh, Caden was there. No, you weren't there. Oh, you missed it. Um, but it was it was fun. Where's where's um Mike? Oh, he's he's probably doing security. He knows what it's like to golf in that hot weather. All right, next went beach camping with a bunch of you. 
Um, that was our first time going beach camping with a bunch of coast people. Um, what was nice is all these super awesome RVs, and uh, we had a luxury tent. It was amazing with a blow-up mattress. Um, it was kind of overcast the whole week, but on Wednesday, we had the most gorgeous sunset, finally, which made it all worth it. Uh, but there's Lexi again, uh, my adventure girl, uh, decided to spend the night on the top of our car. A little out of place, but that was that was her. Next slide. I went two-stepping under the stars with some of you. A little out of my comfort zone. I've never danced in my life. I'm more like Forrest Gump when it comes to dancing. And, um, and I did good. We actually went and we practiced. We went like a few days before and they had lessons how to two-step and do all that line dancing stuff. And I went out of my comfort zone and danced in front of other people. So did Dan. Good job, Dan. This is all going to have a purpose. I'm just not telling you my life story. All right, next slide. So this is my bad dad moment. It has to do with Lexi again. Um, I let, for some reason, I let her drive to Flagstaff to visit a friend. He's at uh, Arizona, one of those colleges in Arizona. Um, and she took our Toyota Camry. And she gets about a half hour away from Needles, Arizona, and her car breaks down. It's about 11 o'clock at night, of course. It's raining. And it wasn't just that her car broke down. It's like the entire power went out. She couldn't do flashers. She couldn't do anything. It was black. Um, and she called me, Dad, what do I do? Um, I'm like, call 911. <laughs> and uh, they helped get AAA out there. And it took a couple hours. But she sat there. She says she loved it, but there's got to be a little bit of just like, ugh, going on. Um, and so that's what she Snapchatted or whatever the kids do these days. She says, yeah, my car died. I've been here for an hour. A cop just came to see if I was okay. So that's kind of scary, you know. And as parents watching your kid like six hours away, like, uh-oh. Um, it was a big deal for mommy and daddy. At 11 o'clock midnight. All right, next slide. All right, back to the text. What is it, Enrique? Oh, man, I thought you knew it. No, it's not the word no. My, how did you know that? Did you guess? Wow. It's the word for my. Nice catch. It was a better throw. It's the word for my. Jesus said, they will know you are my disciples. And that phrase just hit me. You're my disciple. When you think of the word my, what, what are some things you think of that go with that word? Ownership. Possession. Care. Care. When Jesus says, you're my disciples, what's that mean? You know, for me, it meant I had a sense of identity. I belong to somebody. And that just struck me because we live in a society today that these kids and our society at large are just searching for who they are and who they belong to. And there's a real battle in our culture for the hearts and minds of our young people. 
I mean, we come to church, some are blessed to go to a Christian school where we try to infuse just the love of Christ. But everywhere else in society, TV, social media, movies, um, commercials, everything else in society is just blasting at them, you know, everything that's probably not Christ honoring, right? But Jesus here says, they will know you are my disciples. A sense of belonging. I, I have six just other texts that I saw that went along with it. What's the first one? I saw family. Jesus says, you're my disciples. We're part of his family. And John, it says, um, yet to all who receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. If you're a believer in Jesus and he's calling you my disciple, you're part of a family now. What else? He knows you. You're known. In the story in John where he says, I'm the good shepherd and my sheep, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father, I lay down my life for the sheep and have other sheep, not of this pen, referring to you and me. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Isn't that cool? Jesus knows you. He knows everything about you and you belong to him. What's next? For some reason, I don't have it back there. I, is it? Yeah, I, okay, I'll just turn around then. Um, we're secure. There's so much insecurity in our society. And there's one thing, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you are secure. John 10, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. What's next? If you're his disciple, this is a cool thought. You've been chosen. He chose you. He chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. What's next? We were bought. Just think about that for a second. In 1 Corinthians, it says, you were bought at a price. We celebrated the Lord's Supper this morning. He paid for us with his blood. He bought you. Therefore, we should honor him with our bodies. What's next? Team. I love this passage in, in Philippians chapter 2. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but to the interests of others. So it was interesting when I was reading, studying John, which talks about loving one another as Christ loved us. Um, and others will know you are my disciples. That just hit me. What does it mean to be his disciple? It means we're part of a family. It means he knows us. It means we're secure, we're chosen, we're bought, we're team. You know, everybody in this world is following somebody. 
um, whether you want to or not. Who's somebody big in our culture right now that's really popular with kids? Taylor Swift, of course. Man, any Swifties out there? No? Good. Oh, one? Okay, one in the back. All right, good for you. I don't know any of her music. I guess that ages me because I don't know. And I'm not here to speak to her values or whatnot because I really don't know much about her except that her and Travis Kelsey are most likely together um, because I'm a football fan, so I know that much. Um, but I'll tell you what I do know is she has a lot of power and influence over our young people. Um, she has a lot of influence of how kids think and what they value. Um, she has, this is from the um, SoFi Stadium this summer from one of her concerts, sold out, packed. And I mean, some of you went to her concerts. I know. Yeah. It was, am- her was awesome, right? Yeah. Um, so there are Swifties in here. Good for you. Um, but you know what's interesting? Millions of followers. Does she know you? <laughs> Does she know you? Nope. She doesn't know a thing about you. All these people following her, but she doesn't know you. The only person that I know that she knows is Travis Kelsey, right? Um, That's interesting. Jesus knows you. When we follow Jesus, he knows you intimately. That's a pretty awesome thought. We belong to team Jesus. We're part of his family. Everybody's following. You might be following Taylor. I, I'm just teasing because I'm pointing at you because I know you went to the concert. I know you're not, like, worshiping her or anything. She has great music, I, I heard. Uh, one of my favorite movies was Forrest Gump. And there was a scene in Forrest Gump, um, if, if you've seen it. I think it's the next slide. Um, remember when he's running back and forth across the country? Back and forth and back and forth. And all these people are following him. And he finally gets to a point where... He's like, okay, I think I'm tired now. I'm going to go home. And all the people are like, wait, what? <laughs> What's going on? Um, isn't that true of life? Everyone's searching for someone. Everyone's following something. And they get left disappointed. They get left hurt. They get left empty. Um, but when we belong to Team Jesus, we're his disciples. That's where true fulfillment is that's where true satisfaction is you know we celebrated the lord's supper today and in john he also says that i am the bread of life you know whoever eats of me if you will will never go hungry again he satisfies and that's really important for you to understand it's really important for our young people to understand that if you're a believer in jesus christ today you have an identity you don't have to search what the world's trying to throw at you We're on team Jesus, and that's important to know who you are and whose you are and why you belong, that you have value and purpose. And so getting back to our text, um, (laughs) once you realize you're part of team Jesus, what does that mean? You know, I'm a Padre fan, and if I was to be identified by a Padre fan, you might see me with my Padre hat on or my Padre jersey. I can tell you're a Dodger fan because you're wearing your L.A. sweatshirt, right? I can tell you you used to be a Dodger fan because you're not wearing your Dodger hat anymore. Um, and I'm a Charger fan. You know, we identify people by the jerseys they wear, 
right? Um, and it's the same thing with Team Jesus. If you're his disciple today, there's something that should identify us by the way we live. And that's loving one another. There's so much hate in this world. So much division in this world. And one thing that sets us apart is how we literally have love for each other. That's a hard thing to do sometimes. Um, You might be here this morning. Next slide. And you might be feeling like you're out of your comfort zone, like I was dancing. You might be feeling like the heat's been turned on in your life, maybe at work, maybe at home. And there's just a lot of heat going on, pressure. You might feel a little out of place, like sleeping on top of a car. And you're just out of sorts right now. Or maybe you know somebody that's that way. Or maybe right now you're just in a really dark place in life. We all go through seasons. And we're all in different places. But no matter what stage you're in, I want you to know a couple things. You belong. (laughs) Jesus knows you. He knows every thought. He knows everything. And that you have purpose. And that we can still love each other through it all. I mentioned Pat. Pat can't be here at church anymore. She's home. She's in hospice. But I think part of loving each other is literally loving each other. Looking around, seeing what the needs are, and caring for each other. In Colossians, uh, go back to the passage in Colossians. It says, um, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves. It's your uniform. (laughs) Put on your uniform to love one another. And what does that look like? It says, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other. Literally means put up with each other. And sometimes it's not easy. And forgive one another. If anyone has a grievance against you, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. I think part of loving one another is what Tom is going to be talking about over the next several weeks. The fruit of the Spirit. It's not something that comes from you. It comes from him. It's his fruit. (laughs) through his spirit, that allows us to do that. And it starts with understanding who you are and whose you are, that you belong to Christ. And it's through him that you can do these things. So I had Pat up there. I really, even if you don't know Pat Mitchell, write her a card. Let her know that we thought about you today. Put an encouraging scripture. Write a letter to Dave Bacon. And and if you don't know either of them, um, get one of those cards and, and intentionally write a letter to somebody, a word of encouragement. And tell them you're praying for them, okay? That's one way, practically, that we can love each other in this community. Um, Can I sing a song for you? Yeah, go and plug me in. Get me set up. So I wrote a song a long time ago um, for the staff at Stony Brook. Kind of based on this verse. But I think it could apply... Whoa. Oh, it's okay. It could apply to um, all of us here, too. It goes like this. I'm going to have the words on the screen. 
But it says, when I look in your eyes, I see Jesus shine. It's not a disguise. And beyond these walls, there's little ones who need your love. And in a school setting, we're talking about the students, the little ones. Little ones who need your love. They need that word of encouragement. They're looking to you to show them the way of Jesus' love. So let us love one and all. I can't change the words, but I think we can get the idea um, that whether you're a teacher or not, we're all called to love one another. And beyond these walls, there's people that need our love. There's people that need us to show them the way to Jesus. And so there's going to be a course up there, too. I'm going to sing it through two times. It's it's just kind of two times. There's more just a, a course and a verse. Sure, why not? Um, and uh, if you want to sing along, go for it. Is this on? There you go. When I look in your eyes, I see Jesus shine. Not a disguise and beyond these walls There's little ones who need your love Little ones who need that hug They need that little word of encouragement They're looking to you To show them the way of Jesus' love So let us love one and all Love one another, this is our call. Let us love one and all. Love one another, this is our call. This is our call. That is our call, to love one another as Christ loved us. In, uh, in our community here at Coast Bible Church, Let's find ways to love each other intentionally. And um, thanks for letting me share today. And let me close this in prayer. Father God, Lord, we just thank you that we have an identity in Christ. Lord, we're blessed that you chose us to be part of your family. But while we were still sinners, you died for us. Lord, I pray that everyone in this room, especially our young ones, our youth, and just grasp what that means. That we're your disciples. That we belong to you. And Lord, because of that, let's just, just really understand that, that that means we have a way to live. And that way of life is to love one another. That's how others will know we're on your team. How we love each other. So, Lord, I pray this week that we'll do that in intentional ways. Lord, I pray you'll bring the men back. I pray for Pat Mitchell. Um, I pray for David Bacon, continued healing. And, Lord, all the needs of our church. Help us to be there for each other. In Jesus' name, amen.